first of all, thank you for all of the help that you give us at the monastery, all of the help and support that you have for this teacher, this teaching, this community. If you can, please continue to help us go along. As I've said several times, many times, the monastery doesn't particularly produce, but we need help. So continue to help us if you can. If you can, this morning's Dharma talk is titled Relationships Number 7. Does that mean there's been seven talks on relationships? Is that what that means? Approximately. She said approximately. Anyway, I've talked about that a lot. Talked about it yesterday at the monthly retreat, and I don't think that goes on YouTube, does it? No. So, anyway, I'd like to continue that talk and Q and A. It's a difficult area. Just just relationships uh, are always changing and are always different, different, and have the feeling of being. off or something that needs correcting or the way you know it's a relationship is it doesn't work very well. <clears throat> lots of teachings on relationships that go lots of different directions. And the way I talk about this is whatever shows up that's coming towards you, that is from an apparent, this is a capital A, apparent other because it's not exactly other than you. Whatever is showing up, receive it. Observe it. Listen to it. This is what all of these, the ear doesn't produce anything. It just receives. Your tongue doesn't produce anything. It just tastes. The nose just smells. Eyes just see. And believe it or not, I, I wouldn't use that. I'd say, what do they say other than believe? Um, Think it or not, but that's, the mind produces nothing. It just receives. <clears throat> so the, the appearance is, of course, that it produces a lot. We have thoughts, we have emotions, we have feelings. So someone says this and we have this response. Someone has this and we have this, this response. So there's, there's always something going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth there. Please, as much as you can, observe that. Observe that without adding anything to it, without, without outflows, as we sometimes call them. Very difficult to do that. And that's why it's also called a practice, not something that you work on and you and have an accomplishment. You get a certificate or suddenly you have the feeling that, well, I finally made it. I'm finally here. Finally, I'm not producing any outflows. I'm finally not adding to the confusion that I've been endeavoring to receive through others through my so-called significant other or my neighbor. The whole thing is run by several different elements that you hear a lot about in the Buddhist, Buddhist teachings, passion, aggression, ignorance, the three poisons, and that is uh, held together or keeps running by the fuel of hope and fear, hope for something better. Fear of something happening or fear of something invading your territory or taking you over or run, running your life or ruining your life. The teaching that Trungpa Rinpoche gave was the best relationship is no relationship. What does that mean? How can there possibly be no relationship? This is something for you to contemplate. 
not for some, not something for me or for the Vidyadara to explain. Something to consider. That that statement, that teaching gets you to actually look at the relationship in a way that might go a lot deeper than some kind of explanation of it. I'd like some questions if you have them. I'd be surprised if you didn't. Okay, I'm surprised. Any questions on that? Because we all deal with this all day long. And I can also continue to talk about it, but I would like a question. Yes, sir. She's on mine. I'm just wondering about how, as practitioners, we could relate to relationships outside of the traditional form that we, we've been learning since a young age. So, as I think I said a little bit earlier, as much as you can, just receive, just listen. In a relationship, we could come up with a particular dynamic, could be any number of things. It could be your relationship to something that's happening on the news. Insofar as you can, receive as, as much as you can without producing something on top of it. Judgments, opinions, beliefs, positions, reactions, interpretations, elaborations, and all the other words that would apply to someone who is stopped receiving, listening, smelling, tasting, hearing, thinking, just simple thinking. Look at that, receive that. If you're actually actually looking at it, you actually realize that those are concepts coming towards you. Those are beliefs or conclusions that are approaching you about whatever it is out there that may be giving you a hard time. So through practice, it's very, very difficult. We aren't carrying with us and working with just what happened yesterday or what she said, they said, or what I'm dealing with over here in terms of my daily story about my life and so on. But we are packed full of emotions that have been that have been coming to us from beginningless time. Do I have proof for that? I don't need proof. I'm looking at it. You may need proof, and if you do need proof, you're not going to get it here. I'm not going to work with that proof situation. I can't. There's no way I can prove anything. Questions? If there's any more, sir. You something? What is the mind receiving? Ultimately, it's receiving itself. And initially, it's re receiving the belief, the opinion, the idea, the judgment, the paranoia that it's something else. Receive the otherness. Wear it out. But you won't wear it out if anytime anything arises in your mind, you clamp down on it and believe it. Fixation. And by fixating on something, that reifies, establishes, and protects what? An imaginary self. Imaginary. It's unreal. There is no self anywhere. The traditional way of saying it, there is no self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, and consciousness, joined together and provide the illusion of someone who has been offended, someone who's been hurt. And it's not that it doesn't feel that way. The first one is form. What's the second one? Yeah. Very convincing. But each one of those has been said 
way before I got here, is self-existing. There's just form. There's just feeling. There's just perception. There's just uh, constructions or thinking. And there's just the six sense seals and their objects. It's just those. Those do not assemble and provide some kind of identity that has been harmed or that's getting ahead or falling behind. So that is why it is so important to just receive what is happening. And in this way, one way of saying it is in this way, we depersonalize it by just receiving it. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no actual sender there. More. Mune. How might the depth of relationship to yourself affect your relationships with others? Uh, how might, uh, again, please? How might, the, how might the depth of relationship to yourself affect your relationship with others? What is it you want to know? It's pretty conversational. I'm not quite sure. I'll... So it's, it's, it's quite abstract depth of relationship. Then we get into the subjectivity of what, what is depth and what is surface and what is, what is, what is. Look at it closer and come up with a more. Go ahead, grab it. No, lost it. Anybody find it? No? Anyone on Zoom want to come in and ask a question yes sir Eric Brown. it seems like there are times when i have a thought and i it feels like i don't believe it but it also feels like there might be some deeper level where i'm believing it that's not just superficial intellectual how do we go in and try to look deeper into belief don't go in and go deeper just it's just the surface and, and if you just stay with the surface, then there's no demand. Then there's no trying to iron it out or figure it out or take it apart. When you try to do anything with it based on how uncomfortable it is, it just reestablishes, reifies, strengthens the, the primary illusion, which is that there is someone. But if you just look at it, if you just observe it, just receive the surface of it, no matter how it looks, no matter how tall the waves are, still the surface. No matter how tiny the ripples are, it's still the surface. Uh, the depth part is an illusion. Am I good enough? <laughs> is that good enough? I'm not sure. Okay. It still feels like Eric going. It still feels like I. When the, when the thought I don't believe that shows up, that there's deception there, and that even if it seems like I don't believe it, I might still somehow functionally <laughs> believe it. If you actually don't believe it, you won't have thoughts about not believing it. If you have thoughts about not believing it, that's a position. That's why it's so difficult. That's why this takes a lifetime, if not many lifetimes, to really deeply realize or understand. If you're here, if you're on this screen, then you're, you're ready to do this. Otherwise, why would you even, this would not magnetize you at all. Yoko Do. Yoko Bowing. Um, Trungpa Rinpoche talks about making friends with yourself. Yes. So I was just thinking about Bion's question. Is uh, the ability to really make friends with ourselves 
part of does that contribute to our ability to form relationships in a in a better way? I wouldn't go too far. So his my understanding of what he said, make friends with yourself, is just stop fighting with with the situations in your mind stream that keep showing up and feel like there's some kind of relative issue that needs to be solved. Just insofar as you can, just receive the emotions, the feelings, the texture of that, which is on the surface of it, not some conceptual depth that you're going into. So just no more war. You, you are unlikely to be to be able to be kind or generous or understanding or even helpful to others if you're shutting down, uh, going to war with your own uh, psychology or your own idea of yourself being a failure, your idea of yourself not being uh, being misunderstood and so on. If that is rotating around and causing a lot of issues, then that's going to flow outflow onto others. That's one of the ways we so-called get rid of our aggression is to blame or to accuse or to say, well, if it wasn't for what they said or they did. And to some extent, that's true. There is a relative situation that's happening, but our understanding needs to go uh, at the risk of being argued with here much deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. It's the only word that came up. Yes. Feels like sometimes I'm not listening or um, almost subconsciously ignoring something, and that feels like a form of warfare. How do I lose that war? You just have to look at the war. I don't mean to make light of what you're saying. What you're saying, the way of what you're saying, tells me that you're looking at it pretty deeply. Use that word again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're looking at it clearly as it is. You're watching it. You're, but it still doesn't mean that that's going to lighten your uh, your load or lighten the the irritation or the the disturbance or the suffering of that area. It takes time. When I say it takes time, as long as there is this illusion of time that we're in, we're going along. We're getting older. We're we're real busy this day, so we can't do that. But over here, we have some time, so we'll get this project or that project done. Or we, even we we find time to meditate, especially if you live in a monastery complex like you do. Uh, it's right in front of you all the time. It's You're being asked. You're being included to do work on this and work on that. Makes it easier, you could say, to to practice because it's right in your face all the time. But the conclusions that you we come to about that tend to reinforce the self-centeredness. You'd follow a little bit. So uh, I'm talking to someone on the side of a mountain, going up the mountain, and I'm going to say, I am going to say, I am saying, keep just keep going. Kind of like that. Footsteps. Just keep going. Sometimes it looks like we're going backwards. Probably not. Go ahead. How does the mind receiving itself look like other? You would ask me that. Until we see what this is, it's always going to look like other. 
And it's not that we can stop it from looking like other. It's just that we also see that that is an illusion. That doesn't make the illusion go away. The illusion could become more even uh, brilliant or even irritating. Because we're no longer uh, fighting or pushing it away or hiding out from it or blaming anyone. So therefore, the intensity of that otherness can get very, very strong. Can I get close to what you're looking for? I'm surprised at that. So it look it 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 we, we sometimes look that it, it look, look at our meditation practices if we're meditating and we begin to feel better that that's some kind of a success. Not necessarily. It could be covering up. Oh, that what a relief! Instead of uh, looking more deeply, there's that word again. Uh, at the surface, look at look at the very surface. When I'm using the word surface instead of depth. I'm just saying depth, we can we can get up in some kind of a, a self-administered philosophy and psychology about who we are, where we're going, why it works, why it doesn't work, and so on. And this is the area where we begin to think that, that we can figure things out, and we, we probably cannot. That's a circularity that happens in the mind. So look at the surface, look at the wall. Look at whatever arises in the mind. It's just that. It's not something, you know, abandon what arises, even if it's painful for something about it. It can be quite disappointing. Yokido. Yokido Bang. If we stop going to war within ourselves, will we also stop going to war with others, or will that show, still show up? Bowing? Could hang out for a while, but that's that's how we would start. Stop fighting with her. Stop stop trying to make ourselves into somebody somebody else or somebody who has no problems or someone who is always this way or always that way. Shoto. Shoto Bowen. If if we see what this is or see clearly, can a trigger still produce outflows in us? Yes. It, it might not show up in the same way, but yes, that can happen. Anything is possible at any time. And the particular karma that brings any one of us and any one of us into this human realm is is a, make, made up of all different kinds of uh, karma, pluses and minuses that are pushing and pulling and going this way and that. Dependent origination is impossible to figure out. And when somebody writes a book about it and tries to, tries to explain all of that, I'm not saying you couldn't read the book. Go ahead. But you might want to look at it yourself because it is the very best, best place for you to understand the dependent origination is right here, right here, rather than reading a book about it. That doesn't mean we aren't going to study every book we can get our hands on, but let's do that as a group. Study it as a group. Sangha. Extremely important to do that. Yes. Ian has a question. Are relationships that aren't within Sangha obstacles to the spiritual path? That's pretty situational, I wouldn't say. I would say that they probably might be. But if you're just talking about uh, your intimate partner who is perhaps is not a practitioner, that might be a good place to, to support your practice because now you're, you're practicing and your partner is... Uh, 
feels otherwise about it. May not argue with you about about that or try to get you to not to not meditate, but um, might set up too big of a polarity. Also, could be workable, especially if the person is supportive of you meditating. Some people will even say uh, their partner will say, "Well, you need to go meditate." They don't meditate. <laughs> But to say, you know, you need to go back and meditate some more because you're just getting too, as if they're somehow above everything. You're the poor soul who needs to go and train your mind so you'll be not be so feisty. Michael Bowie. My perception of my partner right now is that they don't want to look at what's really happening. Okay, what's your question? What can I do about you? Look at what's really happening. You look at it. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about her. It, it, it's your wife, right? Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. But be concerned. Try to receive what is happening. Best thing you can do to work with her. I'm saying this. I'm not in the situation, but I'm saying you receive as much as you can. This doesn't mean agree, disagree, or ignore. Interact on some level where you're. Being respectful, you have to respect people's confusion. You have to respect your own confusion, but you won't be able to respect others' confusion if you're fighting with yourself, especially if you're fighting with yourself to such extent that you you project your own confusion onto the other, and you think they're the ones they're the ones who's who's confused, not you and that. And and if if they have no mind training at all, then there's a good likelihood they're extremely good at projecting onto you. It can be very convincing. Don't don't disagree. Don't argue. You don't have to win a, an argument or a discussion with anybody. Difficult relationships. It's the way they show up uh, is they, they're kind of self-perpetuating because it's kind of so obvious that they're wrong, especially if they're not a meditator. They might look even more wrong. You can use that to hammer them with. They need to train their mind or something. Just keep working with your own mind and her mind or her or your idea or your projection about her mind will be included in that. She won't be separate from you. Go ahead. Alyssa from Otisfield, Maine asks, in regards to the quote you said on no relationship, can you say that again, please? Was it no relationship is the best relationship? Is this pointing at there is no self and no other? Yes. Has to be realized, has to be realized, has to be realized. But even if it is realized, you're still going to have emotions. And I mean, you're still a human form. There's still a human being here. You can touch something, you can feel it. You're, you're, there's still gravity. There's all these things that used to convince you you were somebody. But now you see that you aren't anybody because you're not separate from anything. You're not separate from the gravity. You're not separate from a nosebleed. You're not separate from a red-tailed hawk flying over your head. Not separate. You're also not the same. So it's it's that area of not this, not that, not both, not neither. It's that area that that using concepts to go in and and take this apart, dismantle it, and see how we are convinced that this is our body. This is how we feel. This is what we perceive. Over, over there, oh, there's something over there. There's the red-tailed hawk. No, wait a minute. That's a red-shouldered hawk. I was, it was, I thought it was flying backwards. See, I mean, we, 
we amuse, it's a silly thing, but it's like we, 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 there's a whole matrix of otherness happening that we get drawn right into, we believe. And it is substantiated, reinforced by the emotions and feelings and constructs and beliefs that uh, ha have not been observed. And how do you observe those? On the wall. If you sit there long enough, everything will come by. Everything needs to pass muster. When I say pass muster, don't accept it, don't reject it, don't look away. She showed, do you have a question? Or are you showing me your glasses? <laughs> nice. I like them. But good question. Yeah. Oh, you do. That was your hand. Was that your hand that was up? I thought that was uh, uh, Togadawa's hand. That's yours? Go ahead. Okay. Beyond bowing. Seems like I've put a lot of energy and have into some sort of trying to figure out or disentangle the situation of self and other. No. And I guess I'm wondering what what's being missed. So it can't be disentangled. There, these, this, we leave that up to the psychologist, the therapist, the philosophers, the people who are working with the thought process with a very powerful intellects to try to take this all apart, dismantle the whole thing to see what this, what fundamentally is there. Physicists are doing this on different levels. Um, what we're doing is looking at it. We're not dis disentangling. If you look at it and you don't push it, if you look at it and don't pull on it, if you look at it and don't cover it up with any of your ideas, your confusion, your, your conceptions, your conclusions, do nothing with it, but just see the raw rugged edges of whatever appears, including your thought stream, then you see, you get, you, that's when it becomes mirror-like. But even mirror-like is still path, ground path and fruition. The ground is suffering. We don't like it. We don't want to do. We want to do something about it. The path is, in this case, is the the way or the path of the Buddha's Buddhist or Buddha's teaching, which is to see what it is, awareness, and then that will show up eventually to be mirror-like, which is still not fruition. Fruition is worse than that. And it's better than that. Monica Bowling. Go ahead, Monica. For, for the awakened one who has seen through, through the illusion of self and other, what is their activity based on in the world? It's based on... Uh, from this direction, it's based on seeing the intense suffering people are dealing with that is, uh, is so unnecessary. And, and it is in, the idea there is to endeavor to support those to see the truth themselves. So the activity is uh, Buddha activity. doesn't mean that they're, uh, they're replacing the historical Buddha. It, could, it would be even less than that. There isn't anyone there. There's still a, a life. The person may be functioning as a teacher, 
They may be just functioning as a uh, working at Walmart. All kinds of different ways that that can show up. So uh, oh, go ahead, please. It, is that still with independent origination? Everything is dependent on origination. Any any movement, uh, even the teaching itself, is dependently risen until it's seen for what it is, and then all of that collapses. And does it collapse? Not exactly. What actually happens, uh, as far as fruition, is nothing happened. Nothing occurred. So if it's dependently arisen, is is there any choice for for such such a such a being to do anything other than compassionate action? It doesn't look. Like it. Could there be that possibility ever? There's always possibility. The way it looked, but. You're asking this person. I don't see any. I don't say there's no. It's choiceless. There's no. There's no options. If you have options, they're coming out of confusion and out of trying to fix something, or trying to understand something with in a relative way of correct, incorrect, and so on. Thank you. Yeah. More. Have more. Anyone else? Mahesh, go on. Mahesh. My question is about uh, work relationships. I often find that uh, one of the problems that I have is that uh, I perceive slights that don't exist that others didn't mean. Um, so how can I deal with it? How can I practice with that? I know others don't mean anything, but I perceive them as slights or attacks and then I act out of it, bowing. Did you say fights or flights? Uh, Mahesh Bowen, uh, I meant uh, slights, uh, S-L-I-G-H-T-S, slights. Like Slight. something, yeah, like like uh, feeling hurt. Oh, okay. Others actually don't mean anything. Understand, yeah. yes, and, and don't get rid of the hurt. Don't do anything with the hurt, but feel it. Feel it just like, uh, 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 feel like you feel anything, like a... a uh, the bite of a of a wasp, or you stub your toe. It's just it's just the the way uh, conditional uh, conditions arise and fall away. But it's it's making it personal. It's making the personhood there that someone uh, actually deli deliberately caused you harm by slighting you. If I understand your question, it's so it just it's not that they did in their mind. They maybe they did. Maybe they thought you had it coming or whatever the story. Whatever the the uh, stage play that's going on with the other or with you, it's unreal. So you don't have to get rid of something that is unreal, but you have to see that it's not, not fundamentally true. It's relatively true, so it hurts. So if you, but if you do anything with it to try to, to not be a person or to be beyond ego somehow, uh, then that just adds to the complication and makes it more circular. Just be the thing that you're trying to, you're dealing with. Just be that. Just let it come up and just be slighted, be slighted forever. Oh, the whole uh, uh, dynamic of uh, living beings is just like one big insult, isn't it? It's like just a, just a big, it's an insult to us as we think we are. And it is, uh, it is outrageously uh, alive and awake as it actually is. 
it's outrageous because it goes way beyond our the relative polarity of right and wrong, up and down, back and forth that we think should be the way things we think sh things should be. No one should be slighting us. So, insofar as you can, uh, the way I teach it is get to the wall as much as you can so that you can train the mind to see more clearly on a more su subtle level what is arising and what's falling away without doing it, without interfering at all with anything. And you will notice if you don't do anything with it, pushing, pulling, or shutting down, that it can't last. It gets its energy from being agreed with objected to or ignored the three poisons but right. in those cases should i not even tell the other person um like let's say when i get hurt just stay with the hurt um and um, don't stay with the hurt don't maintain it just look at it and it'll and then it will tell you what to do and it may stay around if it stays around then look at it if it goes away then watch it leave but yes i wouldn't act with the uh, basically don't interact with the other person uh, unless unless it seems really necessary to do that. If you can, hold your horses. You know, just keep attention on that so you're not always outflowing onto the person who just, because that just keeps the circularity going. It makes it very convincing that they were slighting you or they might say they didn't mean to slight you. It just gets on and on and on. It's just uh, circular. It gets very dizzying. No, less is better in that case. Just look at it. Just feel it. You can do that. Other questions? Yes, sir. Pasham uh, Bowing. Um, if we are just receiving, um, is it, it, will we know it, Bowing? Up to a point, you'll, you'll know that. And then you'll be oblivious to that to receiving. And because there's no receiver, nothing receives. So that whole thing starts to come apart. But for a while, yes, the path quality of it is you'll, you'll know that you're more and more able to just receive whatever shows up in your own mind or in the activity of others without outflows, without doing anything about it. it tends to be quite uncomfortable and Fancy word for it is disappointing. But then even that comes apart. Uh, how is the knowing not adding? It is. It is, as long as it's there, it's, we're knowing, so we're adding something. We know this or this. We know that we're getting a slight credential for something that we're, we're not doing. Somebody else might be adding, but we're not. It seems like it needs to start out that way for a while. Uh, so after a while, does that credential quality just dissolve? Nah, nothing happens. But this is the, this is what the ego is looking for is some kind of something. But finally, we're making some progress. This is the right meditation for us. It's worse than that. And it's better than that. It's worse because it's the first noble truth. Life is suffering. It doesn't go away. 
even though the third one seems it can be misinterpreted that way. But that's because it's it's a nursery school area instead of a graduate level. More? Yes, but not for him. James you said outflowing um, perpetuates the circularity, but sometimes it feels like if I don't outflow or if I hold my tongue, there's, it feels like it perpetuates the circularity in my own mind, like the anger will build or no. get stronger. How does holding our tongue not perpetuate? It might. So there's no strategy that works. Uh, the only strategy I can give you and I emphasize and I do it over and over and over again is awareness because we have to be respectful for our uh, respectful to our own confusion to, and to that of others. Don't fix anything. Uh, that's why and, and the way you the way you're expressing yourself or describing this sounds good to me. Just it's a matter of keep going. It's like someone on a path going up a mountain. You're halfway there. And the person who goes up and down on the mountain instantly in every direction, you're talking to her. And she says, keep going, keep going. And you'll know, you'll, you'll, I don't say it's an improvement, but it's like you'll know when you have to shut down, hold your tongue more to use your expression and other times when you need to express yourself. And, and you will not be able to figure it out if you're figuring it out. Then you might as well be going back down the mountain. Might as well go back. Might as well go back down the mountain and go into the village and just take up shop, open shop as a <laughs> without any awareness, or just be just be at the mercy of the dependent origination that shows up as a self and other at war or at peace or at war at peace. That's what we look for. We look we look to go to a relative peace, which which creates another war. Don't go to war. Don't go to peace. Do nothing. There are people all over the world that are trying to go to peace. It's not incorrect, it's just creates more circles. There's more room there for questions that I'm about to answer. Help me. I want to say some things, but I can't without your question. Why? Because I'm 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 nobody. You hear what I said? You're nobody. I am? How dare you. <laughs> Go ahead. You said you might, might need to talk more, you might need to hold your tongue more, but you'll know. Yeah, situa it's a situation. You actually get to be the person who does this. The teaching person, all that he or she or they can do is to talk to you and receive from you that looks like you really want to do this. Looks like you, you actually want that rock suit you're wearing. It looks like you want, you want some help to do this. And then that person, if they're a true teacher, won't overdo it and turn you into some kind of a clone of themselves or some kind of a follower. No, there's nothing to be followed. So it's situational. So you're actually doing this. It might not feel like it, but you're doing it. Go ahead. It rarely feels like I know what I should be doing, or there's. That's awareness. That's awareness. 
Say it again. Repeat what you just said. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like I know what I should be doing. Yeah, that's awareness. That's that's what you're doing there. Is you're actually in those words. You're acknowledging the truth of suffering. That's as close as you can get to the Buddha's Dharma by starting out with the first noble truth. It sucks. And so start there and then look at the cause, which is wanting something else. We'll start with that. This is what reifies, substantiates, and fuels the self-centeredness that tries to get out of suffering, which is called the second noble truth, wanting something else. It's done with awareness. More. You're doing it. You're, you're doing it. It's just that it's a long path. If there's second guessing myself after I do or say something, does that mean I shouldn't have done or said something? What? If I second guess myself, does that mean I shouldn't have done something? No. I need to wait. <laughs> uh, but your awareness that you're second guessing, you're second guessing, don't change anything. Let it come apart of its own. Don't take anything apart. Don't improve. That doesn't mean that you won't, from a relative point of view, won't improve in some way or won't stop pointing the fingers at others or pointing your finger at others or something. It doesn't mean that that won't come about, but if it comes about, it needs to come about, come, come about as you could say a, a side effect of what you're intending to see, which is the truth. Those areas may clear themselves up. They may not, you won't care. When you're bowing in one of your answers to Monica, you said something to the effect that, um, uh, intense suffering that is unnecessary. I can't recall what the previous words were, but when you're speaking about unnecessary intense suffering, is that basically mental? Just adding on to using the, the ability of the mind stream uh, as this kind of the way consciousness shows up is just to continually to take a position on anything to add to it. Well, that shouldn't be this way or that or the reason that's happening is because of this. Well, if she hadn't said that to him, then 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 then. So we, we, we mix it up in some kind of circularity. It's, it's unnecessary in that it's a incredibly large stage play, usually a tragedy that we're adding on to because we're trying to solve it or, or work with it in a way that is just completely relative. Or we believe what's happening, and so we want to stop some things and reinforce other things. And that's that they're not relatively true, but, but it goes in circles, so it misses the ultimate nature. It, it misses the spiritual path and stays with the mundane path of fixing stuff and cleaning things up and being more peaceful. More. Is the mind circular? Well, it tends to go in circles. I don't think it's, it is a circle. The mind is something that comes together or it's something that is, uh, the, the, that is extensive and has no limit. We don't even know what it is. 
we, we can't, we know, kind of know what it does, but we're not sure what it fundamentally is. What is consciousness? What is a thought? We can't, can't, can't really get to that by way of information about it, some kind of knowledge about it. More. Shoto. Shoto bowing. It looks to me in some situations where I don't have the opportunity to hold my horses. It's like the trigger and my outflow happen at the same time. Is there yes. something that's being missed that is there an opportunity to hold up my horses in every situation? Bowing. Excuse me. There could be. I, I would just say it's a, it's, it's a path quality to it. Just notice that there are times when you can keep a tether on there so you don't say stuff that are that's hurtful to someone else or to yourself for that matter. And so it's very situational. There'll be times when you can, you can't see all of the particles. You can't see all of the causes and conditions. There's no one cause for anything. Even even a person who is who is really hurting, like we heard about, was it in Texas? The the, the person with the AK-47 that butchered a whole family a, a day or two ago because they just asked if if he would not fire his AK-47 because their baby was trying to sleep. So he decided to use that KK-47 to put all of them to sleep. A pretty horrible thing. But to, to say that that person is somehow to blame for that entire situation is just the very nature of confusion. To go to right and wrong, not that he, he doesn't need to be separated from other human beings who are would be in danger being around him. But the, origin, the, the causation behind that is you can't trace it, you can't track it. But it is added on to if you keep trying to fix it. If you if you don't see fundamentally what it is, if you see fundamentally what see fundamentally what it is, the war is over. That doesn't mean that 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 person won't come across, travel across the countryside to get you to kill you because you're somehow uh, doing anything they don't like. But it's dependently risen. Can't find the first cause. Go ahead. If, if negativity is coming up in our interactions and we're endeavoring to do the three C's, is that negativity an indication that we're not communicating well? No, it's an, it's an indication that you're aware of negativity. But uh, you may not be using the negativity because you're personalizing it. I'm the one with the negative. The negativity is going to rise in consciousness. It's dependently risen. It has a ticket to ride, to, to say it in a kind of a silly way. If it shows up, anything that shows up has a right to be here. How does it how does it get that that righteousness? Because it's caused by so many things uh, that have not been seen through by uh, the ignorance of what this is, ignoring, and it's it's. Uh, we have the opportunity as apparent individual beings to see that ourselves and to not go to war anymore with it. Go ahead. What is our intention in communication if it's not to produce smoother communication? Um, I'm not saying you wouldn't have some of that going on, but the, the idea there is to receive whatever anyone is producing in terms of what they're saying, listen to what they're saying, 
but the, the depth of confusion can be hasn't really showed uh, hasn't really appeared because you're still working with uh, with the, the difficulty <coughs> excuse me the difficulty that's in that situation. So it won't just because you decide to receive doesn't mean all the negativity is going to go away. It might get more difficult. It might get more painful. As long as there's somebody, some person who is making use of that negativity is that, that it is my feeling instead of seeing that the feeling that sh comes and goes in the mind stream needs to come and go. You're here, you're alive, you eat food, your heart beats, your blood flows, I assume. And so anything that shows up in your mind stream is, is dependently, dependently arisen, including the sense of being a self. But that would be the area you would start with. Say, is there is there a person, a solid person here? Work with that. Takes a long time. Takes a very long time. Do it anyway. Uh, it, even though everything is dependently arisen, uh, is it related to my past doing? Uh, is that why it is showing up in in my Weinstein? Probably. Probably, but you don't have to go forward or back. You don't have to go in the future. You don't have to go in the past. Right here, right now. This is it right here, right now. There, there isn't anything else but this. It's just, it's an incredible illusion that there's a, a future or that there's a past. Powerful, powerful illusion. So is, is there some kind of... Uh some kind of my karma that gets carried over through lifetimes? Um, More than likely something like that, that we can talk about that way. But it's it, we just have a comment on it. This has been going on forever. We've been here forever. But rather, rather than look at that and your past karma, though it might be interesting to see that, you know, that you were uh, 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 making pottery in the, in the 18th century and, and interacted with a person whose consciousness is now showing up as another form. That's very likely, very possible, but it, it's not going to do anything other than create more um, tracks through the desert. You know, it's just like you can follow them, but just like it's, there's just too much. But where is there just the right amount? Right here, right here, right this. This is where you realize it. You don't need to realize something or put stitch together something not that that can't help. Sometimes it's helpful to know uh, if if there is uh, if there are so-called past things happening in consciousness that appear as other lifetimes and so on. Uh, I don't say we should turn away from that, but the most important thing you should, can turn to is your own mind. How do you do that? Look at the wall. Sit down, hold still. Watch the movement of the mind, and train yourself so that when you in post-meditation, when you get off the cushion and you interact with your friends, family, whether they're meditators or not, whether whether they are Sangha or not, that you are on receive as much as possible. You can just hear what they're saying. Most people, if they're being aggressive with you or disrespectful to you or, or uh, dismissive or slighting you, as Mahesh was using that word, slighting you in some way, uh, if you can, don't don't do much with it because probably behind that, more than likely behind that, uh, is fear that they're covering up the fear by 
generating aggression or passion, blaming you, uh, accusing you of this or that. Beyond. Beyond what is the essence of communication? Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of a loaded statement, isn't it? As far as I am concerned, it's to listen, receive, receive, and then then you may produce out of what you uh, you may produce something uh, as a response to someone's maybe question, may may produce out of that. But the intention that comes out of whatever you say, anything you say, look if you can look at the intention behind that, underneath that. Yes. Ross from Ireland asks, is it always just awareness that continues? So just the idea of continue implies a whole lot of other things. Uh, but to be just directly respond, I would say yes. When we are using communication as a tool to get rid of negativity, are we missing the essence of it? Communication? Yes. Less is better. Jishin Bowing. Go ahead, Jishin. Do you experience no relationship while you are relating to what is in front of you? Bowing. Do I? Yes. No, I, I see relationship everywhere. I'm, I'm asking about no, rela no relationship. I see, that, I see that too. No relationship everywhere. Yes, I see, see both of them. But at the same time. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. You. Both of them. Both of them at the same time. Yes. Uh, that's making big assumptions that there is such a thing as time. Mm -hmm. Kayan bowing. Go ahead. I seem to remember in uh, Shambhala, Sacred Path of the Warrior, Trungpa Rinpoche talks about kind of giving up privacy or privacy falling away. What's the difference between holding our tongue and the relinquishing of privacy, Bowing? Damn divino, that's a complicated one. You got any easier ones? <laughs> Kayan Bowing, what does it mean to give up privacy, Bowing? Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a, you know, that, the difficulty with that is our whole idea of privacy is uh, we know we are, we don't want anyone to know our, the size of our underwear or something like that. We're not talking about that kind of privacy. Uh, we're, we're talking about the, the, the singularity that seems to coil up into a person, that kind of privacy, to actually be with everyone and have a, have a sense of, uh, of not, my way of saying it is not is to work with a sense of being uh, how we're guarded against every we're protecting ourselves uh, against every everyone or everything. My my understanding of it for me is I don't know who I am and what I'm doing. 
Of course, if you say Sokazan, uh, going to respond. But I, I don't know what's going on in the relative sense. So the privacy is gone. But it's not like the privacy that you're, you know, that you're, you know, no longer closing the bathroom door and those kind of screwball ideas. It's a, it's a fundamental understanding. You're not, you're just not protecting yourself anymore. You don't, you don't mind what happens. This doesn't mean that you're all for having somebody come in and, and hurt you or murder you or abuse you. You don't, it doesn't mean that. It just means that you're not protecting yourself from others. And when you meet someone, certain people you meet have more negativity spontaneously coming out of them than others. And, and since you have been dealing with your own awareness of who you are and what everything else is uh, for a long time, you, you stop protecting yourself. So therefore, you, you, you don't see the difference between positivity and negativity. If you do, you're going to start to protect and be private about yourself and make sure no one knows what's happening with you or what you're doing. That would be my understanding of it. I can respond to a further question if you have one more specific. Kayun. Moon bowing. This, uh, this is maybe more chatty and I apologize in advance, but you're, you're, you're forgiven. Go ahead. Thank you. I guess I I've been thinking a lot about what you said yesterday about not when I asked you about uh, talking about feelings to uh, people we're in relationship with relatively and from the outside, keeping one's own counsel or holding tongue or whatever can seem like trying to maintain privacy. Whereas outflowing might actually be more of a way of doing that. So I guess how, how do we work with people in our lives who demand and outflow when we begin to try to work with not doing that, Bowie. I, I follow you, and, that, and that's, uh, um, I mean, that can come up in so many different ways. Someone can get, you're, you're quiet and you're not really outflowing, and you're trying to work with your negativity that you would like to tell somebody uh, something more negative, but you're trying not to be negative. And then the person accuses you of being uh, better than them because you're so quiet and you're so controlled. And, you know, it's just the, the entanglement there is terrible. So I would say lose the war, outflow, tell them. But it needs to be the situation. It needs to be your awareness of what is happening rather than some kind of thought pattern that says, well, you asked for it, so here I come. <laughs> Dump all over you. Want some outflows? Here they come. So I'll show you how much better you are than me because you're whatever i mean you, you can get engaged in that uh, as long as but there needs to be a lot of sitting meditation otherwise it just becomes another kind of strategy or game to one up your partner possibly oh, a little bit it's why the buddha the buddha the path of the buddha's dharma sometimes expressed as not too tight not too loose the middle way because some area you, there's going to be need to be some outflows because of this very situation that you sense from here, not from here, 
is the these are not really the same nor are they different but it's more like a you feel that rather than you think about it that would be the way i would talk about it Should, do we want to do another question from somebody who hasn't asked a question possibly or we can just close by the way Navid Bowie. Navid. Um, if someone keeps poking at you to um, bring an outflow from you, what is the best thing to do, Bowie? Well, there again, it's situational. It depends on, you know, if it's your dad or if it's your child or whatever the situation. There's so many variables there. Uh, I would say less is better. And if it if it seems insistent and there doesn't seem any any to any way to to just not do that, then you could do it, just keep it light. So you might have to situationally in order to respect someone's confusion and, and to be aware of your own dynamic, there might be, need to be some of that happening. Um, if you can avoid it, of course you would avoid it. Is there something more specific about it that you could share or is it something else or, 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 or? Um, not really, but um, just was thinking that if someone just keeps poking at you and just um, like a, you know, like a wasp that keeps coming at you to sting you. Yes. What is the best thing to do? Just close uh, the door? Or... Yeah. Oh, yes. Leave the room. If you can, leave the room. Be polite. You know, be respectful of their confusion. That doesn't mean you agree with it. But if they're confused, which they probably are, if they're trying to attack you or they're trying to dump their negativity on you because they perceive that you're the problem or you're wrong or you're doing something wrong when they don't realize it as they're projecting onto you. We do this all the time. It's called relationships. We're doing it all the time, back and forth, blaming others for how we feel. If you blame someone else, if you have an emotion, you blame anyone else for it, even if they actually did trigger that or do that in some way. The very nature of confusion, warfare, samsara. Don't do it. But if you if you do do it spontaneously, then at least be as aware uh, as aware as possible, and not go into some kind of shaming or disrespect to yourself. Oh, I just can't get this right. I'm such a such a miserable person. Don't, don't go the other way. But just be responsible for it. Be uh, you could use the word mature an adult although that i don't know how good of a credential that would be maybe thank you yes sir thank you for the question so i think we can close now thank you so much hi this is chiazan the prior at sokokoji buddhist monastery sokazan offers these talks without expecting anything in return if you value these talks and would like them to continue please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org thank you